0: This morning's reading comes from Joshua, chapter 1, starting at verse 6. Please follow in a Bible, especially if you're online or uh, through your tablet. So Joshua, chapter 1, 6 to 18, the Lord commands Joshua. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people... Go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Here ends the reading.
1: Thanks heaps Trevor for the reading, that was really good. Well good morning KSBC, Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name's Rowan Thomas um, and I feel privileged to be worshipping with you all here today, uh, whether you're online or with us in person. Um, Welcome to all of you and thanks so much for joining us. A big thanks goes out to my wife, Nina, for the great job she did on the PowerPoint presentation and putting the slides together. So thanks so much for that. I hope that God will speak to all of us today through his word and through my experiences this morning. Um, With that in mind, let us open in prayer. Dear God, we thank you so much that you are a God that encourages us to be strong and courageous because of you, because you've gone before us and because it's your strength and your power um, that enables this. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to meet here today and we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and that it would be your word spoken and that you would encourage us to follow you in whatever it is that you're leading us to. Be strong and courageous in. Amen. Well, hopefully, uh, that prayer was a little bit better than my prayer was on Thursday, the 22nd of June. See, that prayer, instead of starting with Dear God, and fortunately it was in my head, so nobody else heard the embarrassing start to it, started with Hey Siri. Whilst, yeah, whoops for sure, whilst Siri and Hey Google have their place for being a personal assistant and are very helpful and convenient and do more with each improvement that they get, they'll never be a match for God in going before us and equipping us to be strong and courageous. Pete put out an invitation a couple of weeks ago um, to a few people in the congregation to see if someone wanted to preach today and... I thought about it for a little bit and then um, put my hand up to preach. At the time when uh, I said yes, I had no idea that uh, my sermon preparation would not simply be a theoretical study of the Bible and a bit of a delve into what some commentators thought and what the passage itself says, but that God would use my circumstances and experiences. bring me through some trials and testing to make me stronger and more courageous and to show me that it is because I belong to God that I can be confident in doing so. See, a week ago, if you had asked me if I was feeling strong and courageous, I would have lied if I told you I was. See, I knew that there were some things that God was asking me to step out and be strong and courageous in but I was paralysed with fear because I was worried about the outcomes, outcomes that were out of my control for the most part and um, it had already been a bit of a journey of some stress and then some anxiety with how things had been going and it seemed to get worse, not better. And so I was in a place where I knew that God had some options there for me and he was calling me to be strong and courageous in my response but I was still fearful to step out and be obedient to him in this as a lot of you probably know I've been extending my house or our house um for an extended period of time now for a number of reasons falling off roofs doesn't help and uh there's been some challenges with materials and other things along the way with COVID. For anyone that has built or extended or done any sort of home renovations, you'll know that there's always plenty of challenges along the way. I won't go into all the details around some of the challenges that I've faced, um, just out of respect for all the parties involved, but there's been some delays and some, um, I guess, miscommunications and things didn't go quite to plan. And some of this stuff was out of my control and, but I was left with having to deal with getting some responses and getting some closure on some aspects of the job, but there were some roadblocks in me getting that to happen. I was worried about how I was gonna be able to move forward in the situation and how to best respond and depending on the course of action I took, how would the other parties respond to me? Over the last week, I had some decisions to make. There were pretty much three options. One option seemed like the easy way out. Just do nothing, don't confront the situation, Um, deal with it in a way that wasn't... ...strong and courageous and just move on. Um, But that wouldn't have been honouring to myself... ...and standing up for what was right and just. And it wouldn't have been honouring to my wife or my family either. Another option was to deal with it without going through the due process. I could have taken a bit of a shortcut. And while I would have dealt with it to some degree... ...I wouldn't have been doing it correctly and obedient to the processes required. Or I could trust God with the outcome, follow due process, and let go of the stuff that I wasn't in control of. I had a number of conversations with some trusted friends and my wife about this as well. One of these friends has a lot of years of business experience, and it was great to know that God provided him at this time in my life, to be able to learn from his experience and be encouraged to be strong and courageous through his similar experiences. It's amazing how God brings people along at the right time for the right situation. Another mate happened to text me this past week and ask how I was going and I shared that I just wanted all the worries to go away so I could focus on my sermon prep. A little bit ironic, really, because I think the trials that God was bringing me through over the past week were probably really the thing that were more about preparation for me. God wanted me to learn to step out and trust him. I knew the right course of action, but I was fearful to take that because I was worried about how it would turn out. Would it turn out well? Or would it cause some more challenges along the way? Would it draw the process out? And I had to, in the end, trust God that he would have the situation in control. So I sat down and worked through the due process and it was actually really um, freeing to work through that and realise that, the right course of action was the best thing to do. So I followed through on that, sent off the email, and I'd like to say well I didn't worry about it and I wasn't concerned about how the outcome would be. But as soon as I hit send, all that worry came back again of did I do the right course of action? Should I have said something different? When am I gonna hear back? Am I gonna hear back today? Maybe I won't hear back for a week. And these worries kept going around in my head. And all throughout the day, I had to keep praying about it and saying, God, I need to give this over to you. And by the end of the day, I'd forgotten about it. I hadn't forgotten about it, but I'd put it to side and put it to rest and said, well, God, this is up to you. And uh, I'm going to trust your timing and your process. We had some family time of playing Super Mario Brothers. And uh, then the phone beeped with an email that had come through that night, and I looked at it, and when I saw who it was from, I thought, gee, I wasn't expecting to get a response so soon. And when I opened the email, the response was very favourable uh, for us in the outcome that we received, which was a real blessing. And this is not always the case, is it? We know that there's times where we don't always get the outcome that we want and we're still left with some challenges to be faced with. But God used this experience and preparation for today's sermon to grow me in this way, to encourage me that I don't need all the answers and I don't need to be in control of all the situation um, and know that I'm going to get a favourable outcome to trust him. And so I know that next time a similar situation comes up, I can step out in faith as this is a reminder that God was faithful. And the great thing about when we're strong and courageous is that down the track, God will probably use that situation to encourage someone else that he brings along in our path for a similar, that he's going through maybe a similar situation like my friend was able to do for me. So what is it for you? Where in your life is God calling you to be strong and courageous? Maybe you need to be strong and courageous in saying no to your kids for something they want to buy, a party they want to go to, something they want to listen to or something they want to watch. Maybe for you it's been stuck in a pattern of sin and you keep trying to do the right thing and you have a few wins but you end up back in that sin again. Maybe it's having the strength and the courage to share that struggle with someone and to ask for some help. Maybe for you, you haven't quite been as honest or held as much integrity in your business dealings or in your place of work, and you know that you can do a better job and be a better witness, but you're worried about how it'll go for you um, with your boss or maybe even keeping your job. And speaking of jobs, maybe God's calling you to apply for a job, or He's asking you to leave your current job, but you're not quite sure where that's going to lead. He might be calling you to study, to move house or location, or to make a change in some area of your life. Maybe God's calling you to be strong and courageous and in sharing your faith with a neighbour, friend, or work colleague. Or maybe you need to apologise to someone. Or maybe you need to be strong and courageous because you feel like you didn't follow God's will at some point in your life. And maybe you feel like you've missed the boat and there's no way back. But the great news is, and I know there's been times in my life where I've felt like that, that that's not true and God will always bring a new way for us. And we see that in this story in Joshua. And we can look at this story to see how God called Joshua to be strong and courageous and why we can have the confidence to do the same thing. Even Joshua's name gives us some exciting encouragement. See, the name Joshua comes from two words. The first part is an abbreviated form of the Hebrew word Lord and the second part of his name comes from the Hebrew word for salvation. So the name of the book and the main character, means the Lord is salvation. What a great starting point. We can be confident in God and his promises. As Israel's leader, Joshua's name would have been a reminder to both himself and Israel of God's character and power, that it was God that would save them. We too have this same encouragement. There's four times in this passage In Joshua 1, verse 6 to 18, where Joshua is encouraged to be strong and courageous. And whenever there's repetition in the Bible, it's worth taking note. See, they didn't have paper in abundance the way we do, and not everybody could read and write. So for an author to repeat something multiple times, um, it had a really high importance, because they didn't waste words unnecessarily. So where we see something shared, written more than once, we should pay attention. Which brings us to the first one, Joshua one, verse six. It says, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. See, God promised for his people to enter the promised land was not a new promise this promise begins way back in genesis 12 verses 1 to 7 and we see this continue through god's story in genesis 15 18 to 21 where we see god lay out the geographical boundaries and the location of the promised land to abraham whilst we may not be called to a significant role like joshua we all called we are all called to play a part in partnering with god in his plan to share the good news with all nations. How are we leading and following? Are we following God and relying on his strength? Or are we relying on ourselves or someone else? For Israel, the journey ahead would be scary. There was a million people about to cross the Jordan River. And for our journeys, there's times that it can be scary and challenging and we don't know the outcome but God gives us the promises that we have a part in his plans and purposes. Verse 7, once again, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And I think this is really important. Joshua calls... God calls Joshua to focus on God's law. He's reminded that the law Moses laid out for Israel um, throughout Deuteronomy, Joshua was encouraged that obedience to the law would lead to success. The same encouragement and wording found here in verse 7 are found in Moses' speech to Israel in Deuteronomy 5.32. I would say that Obedience to God and his law was the most important ingredient for Joshua in the success for him and Israel. And it's the same for us too. Joshua was called to be strong and courageous in holding on to God's law and we are too. For some of you that are younger than me, maybe you've reverted back to the ways of Moses and only read the law or the Bible on tablets. If you only ever read the scripture on a device, I would encourage you to get a Bible, um, like a study Bible or something like that, because you'll find that they have little um, letters next to the words or verses, and in the side margin, there's references to where these link to other passages in the Bible. And this is a great way to see how these verses speak not just into this story, but they're a part of God's bigger ongoing plan. And we see that you can quite easily see that that link for 1 verse 7 links with Deuteronomy 5.32. And when you turn to that, you find how those verses link to other passages as well. So if you don't dig into the Bible like that, my encouragement would be that it's really exciting to do so. it'll help you become more familiar and clarify the big story context rather than just what that one verse says on its own. Maybe for you, God is encouraging you not to take shortcuts and to follow the rules and regulations, be they God's rules and regulations or the rules and regulations in your industry at work. My encouragement would be that God's rules and even man's rules are there for everybody's benefit. They help to protect one another and to look after everybody's best interests when we're obedient and follow them. And I get sometimes some of those rules you can think, do I really need to follow that? That's just annoying or it's going to make things more difficult or more expensive. But there's benefits in it looking after everybody. And God expands on his call for Joshua to be obedient to the law. In verse 8, it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. It's the interesting thing that I discovered about this uh, verse is the word meditate. That Hebrew word for meditate isn't the idea of silent meditation But it means murmuring, so it's an idea to speak it out. God was encouraging Joshua not to just roll the thoughts around in his head, come up with his own good ideas of how to solve the problem or how to conquer the promised land or how to be strong and courageous. But God wanted him to murmur it. He wanted him to talk about it. And even if you're not talking to anybody else, if you're murmuring things and there's other people nearby, they're probably going to take note of what you're saying. They'll either think you're a crazy person and come and talk to you for that reason, and maybe that's your opportunity to share it. But the encouragement for Joshua is the same as for us. We're encouraged to talk about it with one another and to share that story. This idea of murmuring God's word or meditating on it links well with God's larger story. We look back one book to Deuteronomy. In chapter 6, verse 6 to 7... Moses said, these commandments I'll give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. An all-encompassing idea that we make talking about God's word a daily part of all of our life. And even the Hebrew Bible The prophetic books start with Joshua and end with Malachi. And in both of these books, in Joshua 1, verse 7 and 8, and in Malachi 4, 4, we're called to embrace God's law and his word and to be faithful to it. We're not called to this because being obedient to the law will earn our salvation, but it's a response of love for God. Our love for God deepens when we immerse ourselves in his word when we murmur it with others and live it out in all aspects of our lives. Our New Testament brings us some encouragement in this, in Hebrews 10.25, which says, Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Joshua wasn't promised success because he was obedient to God's law he would be successful because God was with him to enable him to obey God's instruction. And it's the same for us today. Our spiritual success is not due to our obedience to the law. God, through Christ, enables us to have victory over sin. And verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, Joshua was one of the 12 spies that Moses originally sent into Canaan to check out the promised land back in Numbers 13 and 14. It was Joshua and Caleb that were the only two that came back and reported to Moses and the people, yes, we can do this with God's help. The other 10 sowed fear and worry to the people. There's no way... They looked at what was humanly possible. They looked at what they were up against and basically said it was a bad idea, that it was stupidity, that it was reckless. There was no way they could succeed. See, God reminded Joshua in this verse that he didn't need to be afraid or discouraged because God would be with him. So when you or I are afraid and discouraged... Remember that God has promised that he'll be with you wherever you go, just like he promised Joshua. God was with me in my journey over the past few months, especially the last couple of weeks. Even if the outcome had been different, I still had enough evidence to know that God was with me and that having the strength and the courage to carry out the course of action, even if it had a different outcome, was still the right thing to do. I'm sure Joshua was worried about how things would pan out. They'd been here before. They'd failed once before. Were they going to succeed this time? God was gracious in um, bringing them yet another chance to continue to be part of his plan. His plan for them hadn't changed and he still wanted to bless them and the same is true for us. Numbers 13.2 makes it pretty clear that God was wanting to give them the land, which is ironic for the spies to come back saying they couldn't do it. In Numbers 13.2, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. There's no maybe or I might. God had already promised it. Are you like Moses in Numbers 13 verses 17 to 20 where he asks the spies to go and just see what the land's like? Are the people strong or weak? Is the land good or bad? Are their towns fortified? Is the soil good? Do your best to bring back some fruit of the land. These questions come across as being like a reliance on wanting to know Am I going to be guaranteed success? Is the sacrifice and the risk worth it? Do I really want to step out into this place? Can I see that it will bring prosperity, comfort? Or will there be sacrifice and loss, possibly? Maybe you count these same costs, too. I know that there's times where I do. And I know that last week I was counting these costs, I, like all of us, want to know or be guaranteed of a good outcome. But this is not something that we're guaranteed, is it? Maybe you've had a time in your life like this or you're in it right now that you feel like God's calling you to a new vocation, to study, to make a change in your life. We all have a cho- choice in these times. To listen to the voices that say it's a crazy idea, to those around us that say... Why would you do that? Are you sure you want to go there? Or we have the choice to listen to God, to this same message three times in Joshua, to be strong and courageous, to remember that God's promises to us are the same as Joshua's, that he's already gone before us and he has a good plan for us. And for those of you that feel like you failed and you've missed the boat, Israel too failed, as I mentioned before. And I'm pretty sure that played on Joshua's mind. Will God really come through this time? Will the people follow through? I don't even know how we're going to defeat these armies and these people. But we've seen that God made the plan of promises long ago. And God still had the same plan and was giving them all they needed he told them plainly that they would succeed and he encouraged them that he would always be with them god will always be with us too even when we sin or we disobey or we get it wrong we follow an amazing god that will always provide a way back for us and his heart's desire is that we return to him he never gave up on israel even when they hit some speed bumps along the way and it was always god that moved first to provide a way back. It was his invitation that brought them back to him time and time again. And you and I can listen to that same voice and that same calling from God. God will always call us back and he will always provide us um, with the ability to be strong and courageous in him. He doesn't always give us all the answers, but he gives us more than enough evidence that our faith doesn't have to be blind. Israel's faith didn't need to be blind because God made it clear that it was his plan that he was leading them into. They just didn't have all the answers. So how is God calling you to be strong and courageous today? In what ways would your life be better if you were obedient to God's calling in your life to be strong and courageous? Maybe you don't know all the ways, but my encouragement is that the risks are worth it and the rewards are worth it, even if that reward is not seen until eternity. So how will you grow stronger and deepen your faith in God and your dependence on him in the area that he's been calling you to be strong and courageous in today? Imagine the difference it will make in our lives individually and as a community if we all lean into God's promises and trust him in this way. And thanks to the worship band for the songs that they chose. A couple of those songs that David picked, I had no idea that he was going to pick them, but God really spoke to me through those songs that the areas that he called me to be strong and courageous in the past couple of weeks and even the past few months pale in insignificance to the strength and courage that Jesus required when he went to the cross. For the separation for the separation from the Father that he would endure for each and every one of us to have eternal life with him. So after the service, there'll be an opportunity for you to come down the front for prayer and encouragement. If you feel God's encouraging you to step out and be strong and courageous. But maybe like me, you're afraid of taking that step. You don't have all the answers and you don't know where it will lead. But be encouraged that this is an opportunity for support and to help you silence the enemy. Satan wants you to feel alone in your fears and worries. He wants you to stay in your seat. And not step out and ask for the help that the community can provide through prayer and encouragement to have the strength and the courage for what God's calling you to. But your gain eternally, even if not earthly, will be far greater than the cost. God wants you to know that he's gone before you to give you victory and we'd love the opportunity to pray with you in this situation.